Hello, I'm Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And today, I'm looking at the role your environment plays when you try to change your lifestyle. So far this week, we've been talking about habits. How can we bring new behaviors into our life and turn them into long-term habits? And yesterday, of course, I talked about how we can use science to understand why we often fail to stick to new things. I, of course, spoke about starting small, and not overwhelming yourself with stuff that you simply can't manage in the context of the rest of your life. But I also spoke about that second rule, about where are you going to put that new behavior in your life? And I shared with you the idea that you should think about attaching a new behavior on to an existing habit. So today we're looking at another way in which we can bring about change that lasts, and that's by changing our environment. Now when I say changing our environment, let me be really clear. When you step outside the front door these days, you can't control the environment, right? You can't control the fact that you're going to be tempted everywhere you go, at the train station, in the supermarket, you know, wherever you go, we're tempted with pastries, croissants, sweets, all kinds of things. We're, we're, we're tempted by nice, cozy cafes where we can sit for hours on end. You know, I understand that. I am talking about the environment in your house. Control the environment that you can control. Create an environment that helps nudge you towards healthy habits and makes those habits that you don't want in your life harder to achieve. So let's start off in the kitchen, which for many of us is the hub of our home. Let's say you're trying to take on the habit of eating more health-promoting foods. Well, for me, it makes sense to limit your access to foods that you find hard to resist. Look, I'll be honest, look, I've written many books on how the wrong kinds of foods can be problematic for our health. I know that, but I'm also human. So if I have biscuits or crisps in my cupboard, I can tell myself I won't eat them. But the reality is, on occasion, I'll come back from work, tired, stressed out, and in the evening, you know, I'll be hunting around in my cupboards for something to eat. But because I understand how much our environment influences our choices, I've made a rule in my house that I don't bring into the house foods that I don't want to consume. Now, it may sound pretty drastic, but to me, it's been really, really helpful. And for most of my patients, it's probably one of the most helpful tips that I give them. Control the environment that you can control. So have a think about the foods that you don't want to be consuming as much as you currently do. And think about what would your kitchen and house look like if they weren't there? Now, I'm not saying you can never eat those foods. Of course, I would never say that anyway. That's entirely up to you. You're a human being. You have free will. You can choose what you want to consume. But if your goal, and again, I say your goal, it's not about my goal. If your goal is to eat more health-promoting foods, I would strongly encourage you to get the foods that you don't want to eat out of the kitchen. Of course, another little tip that sort of works alongside that is to replace those foods with foods that you want to be eating. Maybe it could be fruit. Like at this time of year, satsumas are really, really nice. But it could also be things like nuts, olives, and hummus. Foods that are health-promoting that you may get drawn to at times when you feel like a snack. So have a think about that and see how you can change the environment in your kitchen. 
You can of course do this in other rooms in your house as well. Let's say you're trying to work out a bit more. We've spoken on Built to Thrive in the past, how I keep dumbbells and kettlebells in my kitchen because when I'm doing my workouts, I want to make it as easy as possible for me to see things, pick them up and work out. So this could be your living room. Maybe you enjoy watching television in the evening and maybe you also would like to work out more than you currently do. Maybe you'd like to work on your strength. Well, what would happen if you kept a dumbbell or a kettlebell in your living room? So you can still go and watch television, but you're being visually triggered. Hey, you know what? There's, um, there's that dumbbell in the corner. So this is not about doing a 30-minute workout. Remember, this week is all about keeping it simple. I have already shared with you this week, I do a five-minute body weight or dumbbell workout every single day while my coffee brews. That's probably all I've done for about three years. I don't really go to gyms anymore. And that's how I've kept myself in good shape. So it could be that you do 10 bicep curls on each arm as you're watching your favorite show or in every advert break. You know, you can be creative around this, but the point of today's show is to really show you and hopefully inspire you that changing your environment really makes a difference. Now, when we think about environments, we also need to think about our social environment. Social expectations are really powerful. They can keep us going, but they can also persuade us to give up. You know, if you're currently trying to reduce how much alcohol you consume, but all the friends you hang out with love to drink, you may find it tricky, at least in the short term. I'm not saying ditch your friends. What I'm saying is in those initial stages of creating a new behavior that you want to turn into a habit, you've got to make it easy. So if you're hanging out with people that are going to make it harder for you, it may be that in the short term, you really think about limiting your contacts, certainly in those environments like a bar or a restaurant where you might get tempted, just whilst you start to build in that new habit. It really can make a big difference. If you want to bring regular movement into your life, you, know, you can think about a running club or... You know, parkrun is something I'm a huge fan of. Being around hundreds of other people from your local community who decided to spend their Saturday morning outside running, you know, it really, really helps. You're surrounded by people who encourage you, who motivate you, who inspire you, and that becomes infectious. So all I want you to do today is reflect on what I've said. Think about your own home environment. Is it supporting you or is it making it harder for you? I understand there are challenges. If you live alone, of course, you have full control over your home environment. If you have a partner, if you live with kids, of course, there are these other challenges to consider. And it's impossible for me to give you an exact prescription that's gonna work for you in your life. What I wanna give you are tools and principles that you understand how you can start to use your lifestyle as medicine. How can you use your environment as medicine? That's it for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be delving into the benefits of being kinder to yourself and how doing that can help new behavior stick. I'll see you then.